Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Once, one time, and all, all before you know it, people are putting sticky notes on your back that say "Late, late from lunch, Jimmy," <laughs> and then everyone expects it. it's like, "Oh, there he goes." He's going to lunch like he does every day because he has to eat like all the other human beings. It's late lunch, Jimmy. I bet you he's going to show up late from lunch. <laughs> is, is that ha- actually happening, Jimmy? No, that hasn't happened to me. <laughs> it's just something that I can pull. Totally... I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, you lovely, lovely people. Gosh. What number episode are we on? 64. So. 64? Which is a good number because it reminds me of Nintendo 64, possibly the greatest uh, gaming device of all time. Possibly the worst. Yeah. Uh, I hope that our listeners understand the reference. Uh, it's possible that many of them are too young to actually know what an N64 plays yeah, like. It's also possible that they don't have three arms, which is the only way to actually play any N64 game correctly, since it has three separate little, That's right. I don't know, handles that come out of it. These little, like, like, you know how, like, most, uh, for those of you that haven't played an N64 before, for one, uh, I pity you. And second, we're going to explain to you how that kind of works because you have a controller that has these three little appendages that stick out from it. And normally when you're playing, you want to use the joystick, which is in the smack dab middle of the controller. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense unless you were born in the 90s and you happen to have three arms and or can play video games with your two hands and your penis at the same time. Exactly. But more often than not, you're going to be using that middle joystick. So – the left side of the controller is kind of just it, not... It's just kind of there. It's it's just there to look at. It's got the little the yellow circled directional pad, but it's used for absolutely nothing. That's on the right. Wait, was it? That's on the right. That's on the right, yeah. That's on the right. Fuck yourself, it's on the left. You got the, oh. you got the, nope, you got the C buttons on the right-hand side. On the left side, you got the D-pad. You're right. Mm-hmm. Wanna, damn it. You should go... Damn it, Tim. <laughs> I told you, you not to up. shame me in front of the listeners. Last <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm sorry that I shamed you. Uh, you should probably get back to work making Amazon Alexa. What are you, my okay? teacher? Uh, maybe I am, you know? If if uh, if there's profit to be made, eh, twiddling mustache sounds. That's what uh, a mustache twiddle sounds like. I believe it. Just in case any of you guys are wondering, because that's what all of those fucking assholes are doing while these kids are working in their fucking factories. Yes, yeah, this, this is pretty despicable. So our, our first story here is titled, School Children in China Work Overnight to Produce Amazon Alexa Devices. So in this story, we find out that our good friends Foxconn which many of you probably already know Foxconn is the parent is the company that was employed by Apple to build their iPhones and their factories are so shitty they had to build goddamn suicide nets outside of their facilities 
because people would rather fucking die than build another goddamn iPhone. Those same assholes are now employing school children ages 16 to 18 in order to build Amazon Alexa devices. Holy shit. Do you trust them? I don't. Stop buying Apple products, motherfuckers. Now it's Amazon products. Oh my god, stop buying Amazon. How do I not buy Amazon products? Don't, Shit, that's don't hard. Don't buy anything from a parent company that starts with the letter A. Amazon, okay. Apple, fuck them. Uh, what other... Oh my god, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't just like try to reference the fact that the letter A has to be a precedent in my buying choices. I can't do it. I can't do that, Jimmy. There's too many decisions I have to make. I believe in you. Fuck, what if, what if it's the other letters of the alphabet? What if I can't buy products that start with the letter B or, you know, C or D? Like, what? You know, it's a slippery slope, man. Slippery slope. You never, you never know what's gonna happen. You never know what, what child is gonna be employed at which factory. And if enough children are employed at letter A factories, I just can't use letter A products anymore. Fuck that. I mean, you know, it's it's your fucking moral compass, man. Do whatever the hell you want, but just know that if you buy an Amazon Alexa, then you're probably a piece of shit. No, no well, offense. No offense. No offense meant. But touché, touché. if you buy one, you're you're probably an awful human being. Not not to insult you if you have bought one, but if you own one, if there's one in your house and and you can speak to it, you, you probably deserve to rot for all of eternity. Okay. No offense. So. <laughs> I don't want to judge anybody that has already received an Amazon Alexa. However, anyone who buys an Amazon Alexa after hearing this message is absolutely 100% certainly a piece of shit. Because now you know that they are employing young students. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about young, young students, 16 to 18 years old. Uh, which looks like the, the, the age in which they're forcing these stu- students to work. Yeah. Um, you know, these, these kids are working overnight in order to make sure that you got your Amazon Alexas. Sounds cool in practice. You know, it's like, hey, you know, it gives them a good opportunity to uh, have some work experience before they're jutted out into the capitalist market. And, you know, they, they don't necessarily know uh, how, how to do this or that or the other. So they get a head up on all their competitors and whatnot or some kind of bullshit. Hey, you, you know, know how to do tedious menial labor. You're going to be so much better at all these other tedious menial labor jobs that you probably wish that you'll never have to do for the rest of your life. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yet they know how to do them now. So Yay. good for them. Good job, kids. You're kind of like Santa's elves in a way. So just think of yourselves as little Amazon Alexa elves. Alexa elves. To award right? all the good children in Western countries. Yeah, and Jeff Bezos is a nasty, wealth-inflated Santa Claus. So my favorite thing about this isn't, you know, child labor, because child labor is bad for obvious reasons. But my favorite thing about this is that all these children they have working uh, for Foxconn, they refer to them not as workers, but as interns. And every each of these interns is assigned an air quotes teacher that is there to encourage them to work overtime. So... Uh, and that goes like outside like management like there's all the the, the management shitty structure 
But to go along with the management structure, they have these random assholes that have the title teacher. That's like, teacher, teacher, um, I don't want to work so much because I'm working 60 hours a week and I'm also trying to graduate high school and I'm so tired, I want to die. Can I just work the normal 40 hours a week? And they're like, don't you, don't you want to go to college? What? Don't yeah. you, don't you want to go to college and make good grades? If you want to make good grades and go to college, you better get back the fuck over there to your stool and make some goddamn Alexos. It's like, what? What's that have to do with going to college? Like, do you think they're going to accept you in college if you don't make lots of Alexos? Like, uh, okay. So, that's absolutely true. I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, a lot of these kids don't really have a choice. And when you zoom out a little bit, you can see that this situation is merely the progression of capitalism. Uh, these uh, individuals are doing the exact same things in a greater intensity uh, than the things that we were doing when we were in grade school, for example. Uh, we were told to always walk in a straight line. You know, there was a uh, an attendance that was always taken. We were told to be punctual. We were told to do as we were told. And this is all to just prime us for a hierarchical corporate working environment after we graduate because that's that's what our school system is there to produce. Right. You know, that that can be, uh, you know, a, a uh, it's a daycare. You know, like it's, it's there for people to uh, have their children uh, to be watched so that they can go out and do the exact same thing that their children are ultimately raised to, to be oh, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's also gross too because yeah. uh, Foxconn pays these schools 500 yen per air quote student yeah. that comes to work at their shitty facility. So it incentivizes these schools to like fork over, I guess, I don't know, poor kids. I don't know how else to put it to go oh, and shit. work for, you know, anywhere to 40 to 60 hours a week uh, at their shitty facility. So, yeah. It's it's great, and I was doing the math. Uh, so these kids are paid anywhere between sixteen to twenty yen an hour, which comes out to a little bit over two dollars an hour to make these devices. So it's pretty it's pretty dope. Okay, so you imagine you're in a tech store and you're looking around. Uh, Best Buy's still around. I know. So you're looking around Best Buy. And you see a piece of technology. Let's imagine that it's a, you know, a radio. Like, not a f- yes, we want all our listeners to close their eyes and imagine you're in a tech store. Yeah. And you see a radio. I don't know when's the last time you used a radio. Or how, how about a how about a, a flash drive? That's a little bit more a, a little bit more relatable. So you go in, you see a flash drive, and it costs ten dollars. You know, ten dollars a gig, something like that. I don't know. And. Uh, you have to imagine, like, okay, well, the cost of resources and work that went into this product is probably about ten dollars, right? So then, then uh, yeah, exactly. It's like that <laughs> that value was taken uh, and ultimately given to the consumer that's buying it on that end because of all of the people that were robbed along the way. Like, there are people who were producing these. USBs or, or uh, hey, uh, Amazon Alexa devices uh, in order to ensure that those are going to cost $50 in the United States. And it's because somebody along the way, you know, ergo these students 
we're fucking robbed in order to make that cost what it is while still providing a substantial profit margin for the people who are selling these products. Seriously. Pretty gross. Pretty fucking Super gross. Got any, got any silver linings to this shit, Jimmy? Silver lining <laughs> is that all these students are getting valuable working experience <laughs> before going into the real Hell world. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> the, the, the silver lining here is that you could say, uh, uh, Alexa, play Boys of Summer! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you obsessed with Boys, Boys of, of Summer? Boys of Summer! How do you know? Not the song. Fucking Boys of Summer. Okay, the reason why I'm obsessed with Boys of Summer, I know a guy. He's one of the guys that do this like medieval combat shit with. And every okay. time uh, one of his favorite cover bands comes through town, his favorite song by them is Boys of Summer. He gets really into the role. He dresses up as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I'm not. I'm not fucking with you right now. Dresses up as a Stay Pup Marshmallow Man. He goes to the show and he yells "Boys of Summer" until they play it. They know he's there every single time. He like travels around to find. Jesus. Yeah, it's like it's. it's crazy. But hey, he's paying ticket prices. You know, he's keeping that float. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Do you think they're like his like? Their their favorite fan or least favorite fan? I've pondered that before. I'm gonna assume that he's on the on the favorite side. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, how, how would you like to have a fan that dressed up as a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and showed up to all your uh, your stand up and your your performances at dinner theater? I mean, I guess on like some level, I would be. I, I would feel good in the sense that I had an admirer that was so willing to go out of their way to attend all of my shows. Uh, but I feel like after a while, you would start taking it for granted and be like, Jesus Christ, this fucker again. God damn, can I do one goddamn fucking show? Can like someone else appreciate me to like a, an equal, if not better level than this asshole? That doesn't just come to enjoy X, Y, and Z, but it has expectations of but me. This motherfucker. He's adding something to the culture. Like, this guy has started pumping money into his costume so that he looks more and more like the Stay of Marshmallow Man each time he goes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous at this point. Like, I saw a picture of him last time, and he, it looks striking. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he's missing, like, a mask. Like, it's still, like... The, the little, like, face is, like, cut out, so it's still his face. <laughs> okay. Which is a little creepy, uh, but... Yeah, it's kind of horrifying. It would be if it was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's face. <laughs> Damn. Oh. How about you, Tim? Do you have any uh, silver linings for this? Um. Oh, God. You know what, Jimmy? Uh, uh Idle hands make the devil's work. You ever heard that before? God, fuck you. <laughs> Right, so no. you know what? If you want to keep these kids from smoking their drugs and and drinking their drinks, you gotta put them to work. You gotta make sure that they don't have any time to do those kinds of sinful leisurely activities. So yeah, that's basically it. That's my silver lining. That's basically cool. it. You know what? If these kids weren't able to hack it there. Do you think that their government would just be like, you know what, fuck them. Like, 
you know, the, these people don't belong here. We need to get them out, right? Get the hell that out of here. That makes sense. I mean, like, they're not getting paid a whole lot. It seems like they're doing what is effectively free labor. Yeah. So, I don't know. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why Morton, Mississippi and Coke Foods in Morton, Mississippi would send ICE agents in order to clear out a local facility. No relation to the Koch brothers. <laughs> this this is a, a public message by Jimmy Horn. <laughs> yes. We've seen him make that distinction. This is a, another separate, equally evil entity known as Coke Foods. Spelled exactly like the exactly. Koch brothers, but is in no way related to those evil assholes. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking about chicken processing. Now, the CEO of this company is still a billionaire. Uh, yeah, still looks he's, pig-like. Yeah, he's a he's a fucking homunculi. His name is jo- Joseph Grandes. Yep. Uh, here at Syndicate Empowerment, we refer to him as Joseph Grendels, yep. the uh, mythical being that uh, eventually uh, Beowulf has to go and slay for being a nasty ass motherfucker. Pretty much. That, that, that's the reason why he has to go slay him. Yeah, he's an abomination, and uh, yeah. he has to go kill him as a result of the fact that he's the bastardized child of uh, a hag and uh, some other shit. Much. Yeah. That's so if your like. name's if your name's Beowulf and you're listening to this podcast, you may have found your calling. You uh, Joseph Grandis. Uh He has the one of the worst haircuts known to man. Uh, he is obviously. Calling these raids, uh, well, you, you know, uh, bringing focus to his facilities as a result of union efforts in order to ensure that many of the Latino workers there receive, um, well, compensation is not the right term, but recognition for the fact that many of them have been harassed. Yeah. So Tim is the first person that brought this story to me, and he sent me the story, and it was like 600 people in these Mississippi uh, poultry uh, factories have been arrested by ICE and are going to get kicked the fuck out of this country for doing a job that no one wanted to do in the first place. And that already pissed me off. I was like, this fucking blows. But then I did a little bit of digging, dig, 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 you know, I, I dressed up like a dog, and I went in my backyard, Dalmatian style, and I started, you know, digging up uh, in the grass. <laughs> and while I was digging, I, I found this this article uh, titled, Ice Raids Mississippi Plant After a $3.75 million Sexual Harassment Settlement. So these same Coke Foods poultry factories that had these ice raids had just recently, within the past uh, year, uh, had received compensation because the employees of these facilities had complained that the uh, management had been sexually harassing many of the Hispanic female workers that worked there. And so it just seems highly convenient that right after... These workers, you know, they, they, this, this was like an eight year long struggle where they kept filing these incidents and, and working through the legal system to finally 
have some justice done for them after having to go through this awful scenario. Suddenly, just out of the blue, for some reason, ICE decides to raid them. It's just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, little convenient. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, or it makes perfect yeah. sense. Totally it makes perfect sense. So let's 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 back up. Let's go. You know, let, let's play this out. I can't even imagine being sexually harassed at work. And I'm really fortunate to be able to say something. I, I know that in the instance that, uh, kind of like the, the kids that we were just talking about in China, uh, when you need a job, you need it real bad. And in the instance that you're going to be sexually harassed while you're in that workplace, it makes all of that, I would imagine, immensely worse. Not oh, only yeah. are you having to uh, sell yourself into an indentured servitude, but now you're having to put up with your bodily sovereignty being uh, infringed upon. Uh, and, and that's exactly what's going on here with a lot of these uh, folks that are filing these sexual harassment claim. Um, what's worse... Right, it's not, e it's not easy, you know, when you need that job. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, and when you try to band together and receive some type of compensation for the fact that many of you have been treated unfairly, only to have the rugs swept out from underneath your feet by the owner of the company, uh, which, you know, fuck that. There, there's been a lot of uh, – there have been policy changes that have gone on within the last couple of years that have prevented a lot of these folks from being able to band together in class action lawsuits to begin with. So if people weren't oh, yeah. part of a, a union, they would have been absolutely fucked. And it seems like they're still potentially fucked as a result of the fact that, you know, ICE is in the back pocket of Joseph Grindy's and can just apparently call him in whenever he sees fit in order to quell uh, a, uh, an uprising, um, you know, in in the effect of sexual harassment claims by the Latino population in his company. Oh, that's pretty gross. Oh yeah, it is absolutely disgusting. Because yeah, I mean, for these people that have no money and no power to build the legal case in order to sue a company like Coke Foods, which is reportedly uh, the hundred and thirty fifth largest. Uh, company in like the United States of America has a lot of money and a lot of power for them to win that kind of case took a lot of doing. Uh, but now they're being punished for it tenfold by having a large percentage of their workforce being deported with these ice raids. It's just like, wow, workers can never win. And they're obviously doing this to send a message to all other workers that are being oppressed by these fucking assholes to say, Hey, uh, if you want fair working conditions, well, you can go fuck yourself because if you're not a legal resident, we're going to deport your ass. So you better not complain. You better just shut the fuck up and do whatever the hell we tell you to do because that's the way shit works here. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's pretty disappointing. Uh, it seems like we've almost got a little bit of a theme going on here, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. You can, yeah. Hey, you want you want your fucking tuition money? You want to go to college? Well, shut the fuck up and build me an Alexa. Like, can you imagine having like these fucking poultry workers? Like, there's some woman covered in fucking like goddamn like 
chicken guts and you're like, I'm going to go sexually harass this woman. She's doing this fucking complicated job that most people don't want to do and is not necessarily demeaning because there's value in all work, but at the same time isn't exactly the most glorified job. It's like, now I'm going to go sexually harass her now that she's covered in chicken guts. Here I go. Not that she's more gross, but more so that she's in a, a stigmatized position within the company. You know, Exactly. A, a lowly worker that can very easily be targeted by someone who is predatory. You know, they, it, it's it's not too hard, especially when they know that they have some type of foothold over them. If they're aware of the fact that they have illegal immigrants working for them and they can call on yeah. ICE if something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, man. And of course, this is, this is, coming on the heels of uh, uh, a lot of the issues that have been going on with the border, the concentration camps that have been popping up, um, the, the um, uh, ICE being given the extrajudicial power to be able to deport if they see fit. Uh, this is, this is it's going too far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't really have any silver linings for this one. Um, I think it, it should probably be, be a given at this point that the stories that are in the middle of our podcast are probably going to receive no happy notes. <laughs> we try to sandwich these for a reason, y'all. <laughs> hey, uh, all those people that say immigrants are still on our jobs. Hey, all those people that live in, uh, wherever the fuck this is in Mississippi, here's some jobs. You want them? Here they are. Go take Boom. them. There it is. There yeah, it is. Easy peasy. Oh, man. Are you willing to get paid the, the fucking $2 an hour? Probably less than that. <laughs> yeah. To go and, uh, you know, take apart chickens, you know, it, who knows how many hours a day. Here you go. Yeah, the best way for these people to make money is to uh, file a claim together in order to try to... Uh, receive compensation for their sexual harassment. Seriously. Yikes. Yikes. Don't they'll see that money. Yeah, I, I, I sincerely doubt it. You know what else I doubt I will see? <laughs> What's that? I doubt I <laughs> will... <laughs> I will see an increase... In our butterfly population. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so neonicotinoids strike again. In one of our earlier episodes, we discussed colony collapse disorder. And we were focusing on the bee population, but now we're noticing that neonicotinoid pesticides are actually diminished. Affecting our butter population. That's right. Our butterfly population. Butterflies. That's right. Uh, so... Now it's not just honeybees. If I was going to, I think it would be pretty easy to develop an argument to claim that honeybees are more important to our agriculture than butterflies are. Fuck you. Butterflies but are But they're beautiful. pretty. You got pretty little yeah. butterflies. They're, they're a visual metaphor for my life, man. Yep. I was a fucking ugly ass grub just crawling on some yeah. shit eating some leaves but look at me now i went in my cocoon yep. and i merged 
and I'm fucking sore, and I'm beautiful, You're baby. Beautiful and fragile. I'm gonna fly right to the don't sun get your because I I know no bounds. Yeah, don't get your wings wet. Because that would suck. Because it'd be bad. Might die. I got powdery wings, yeah. but the fucking beautiful. Fucking beautiful, so colorful, so fucking shiny. Because I'm shiny. Oh, man. Yeah. So, neonicotinoids, also known as neonics? That's how it's spelled. Uh, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. I think the graphic is making that shit up. Neonics? Neonics, to me, sounds like the biggest raver fucking convention of the century. It's like, oh, shit, dog, I'm going to Neonics. It sounds like a villain on Tron. (laughs) (laughs) A villain on Tron? No, you must face your final battle against I, Neonics. Yeah. (laughs) It is I, Neonics. Neonics. I'm here to kill your local bee and butterfly population. Get wrecked, fool. Yeah, for reals. Uh, So when will humans learn that... Never. (laughs) That... Messing with the ecosystem is ultimately going to uh, have these unforeseen repercussions. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, in this article, they're referring to the Neonics as the new DDT. Yeah. Well, and everybody knows about DDT, right? Like, that's. I do now, after last time we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, DDT. Check out our previous episodes, y'all. DDT's bad. Yep. Except for uh, DDT, only fucked if eagles and not honeybees, where neonicotinoids or neonics really fuck up the bees and basically all other insects. And uh, I don't want to be like an anti-patriot or anything, but bees are way more important than eagles. Uh, Yep. Yeah, let's do a quick calculation. Yep. Yep, yep, they are. Yep, yep, can't argue with that. Uh, because if you don't have bees, then you don't have as much pollination. If you don't have as much pollination, you have lower crop yields. If you have lower crop yields, you have a scare. We all die. <laughs> uh, yada, yada, yada. Of course, you know, I made some jumps there, but I think you guys get it. <laughs> you, you guys get it. And when it comes to the neonicotinoids affecting other insect populations that were unintended to be affected – then that represents a problem because it shows human beings' incompetence to be able to develop a clear foresight for what their products are ultimately going to do to the surrounding environment. That's bad. Exactly. And so this information we're getting from National Geographic, but they're citing information from PLOS1, which is some scientific journal, and I have no idea what PLOS1 stands for, but that's not what's important. (laughs) What is important is that, according to this study, uh, the neonicotinoids are 92% more toxic to bees and other insects than previous, and I guess, I don't know, insecticides and other sprays that they would use on these crops. So due to this, there has been an increasing downturn 
in the number in, in insect populations from butterflies to bees to just about anything because these uh, neonicotinoids don't just stay on the plants that they're sprayed on. They are water soluble, so only about 5% stays on the plants and the rest gets uh, shoved down with runoff and goes, who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, precisely. Uh, which could be affecting our insect and, and other organic populations for many years to come uh, with, without any intention. Uh, and, and, and that's a problem in, in many areas around the world. Uh, in fact, uh, if you're to draw conclusions between that and some of the mining efforts that have been going on around the country, I think that there was actually a, a recent uh, uh, um, uh, a water warning for uh, the New Jersey area. What, what, what was the – did you any, end up hearing about that? No, I, I have no idea. Please inform me. Uh, there was a, a place in New Jersey that recently found its water to be uh, uh, non-potable. And uh, that was – Wow. I, I don't know if it was a result of mountaintop removal or um, or otherwise, uh, but to, to draw the lines between the two, if the pesticides are finding their way into waterways and they're not able to be filtered out appropriately, then we could very well be seeing some issues uh, with – uh, human populations and unintended results occurring there. Uh, I, I know that that's been the case in other areas of the world, and I've even known individuals uh, personally that have died from uh, being around pesticides more than they ought to have been, simply because of how dangerous a lot of these pesticides are, uh, cancer-causing yeah. agents and whatnot. Um, so that's not something that should be treaded on lightly. Uh Right. It's it's fairly obvious that insect populations are fairly difficult to corral, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we should just throw a chance to the wind and hope that everything's going to be okay if we introduce a new pesticide into the environment. I don't, I'm not yeah, a scientist. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a nature mathematician, but what I think yeah. – <laughs> Yeah, and, and there's some claims in this article that I can't really follow up on because I'm not an expert in this field. Uh, and, and so, like, just on its face value, it doesn't make sense to me because – okay, so let me just read it and then we can discuss. So here's a quote from the article. Farms using neonics had ten times the insect pressure and half the profits compared to those who used regenerative farming methods instead of insecticides, according to a 2018 study. So on the face value of this, it's basically saying that those that used neonicotinoids uh, had 10 times the amount of insects than those of farms that used, air quotes, regenerative farming methods. So I don't know. It's according to some study from 2018. Uh, like on its on its face value, it basically seems like a saying is like, "Hey, if you use neonicotinoids, you're fucking stupid. If you would just do this other thing, you would have less bugs and way more crops." So it would seem that basically they're saying that, "Hey, you should just stop this neonicotinoid shit, do this regenerative farming shit." But as uh, someone who's a layman in terms of what that means for farmers. I really have no advice to give any of our farmers of what air quotes regenerative farming 
methods means. Well, I, I could weigh in to a very slight degree. Oh, please, a resident farmer. I'm, I'm not a resident farmer expert, but I know a lot of folks uh, around the area in which I live happen to engage in agricultural endeavors in order to provide for themselves and their family, and they've invested very heavily in products, uh, machinery, and technology that would allow them to use these pesticides in order to preserve their yields. And or, or otherwise, I'm not necessarily if it's even to increase their yields, but more so just to avoid uh, a disaster that would mean that they wouldn't be able to uh, uh, provide for themselves or their families. I know that uh, the farm bills in the past have uh, developed subsidies to be able to allow some of these families uh, the means to be able to afford such machinery uh, and Sometimes I think, you know, I I I don't want to I don't, don't want to go too far because I haven't talked to these people personally about what kind of what kind of influence say some of these large companies that produce the pesticides might have had in right. lobbying endeavors in order to produce such allowances in the farm bill to say you know subsidize their purchase of a large chemical spreader. Uh, in, in order to use those pesticides, uh, but I wouldn't necessarily put it past uh, the way that the the farm bills have been rolled out in recent years. So, if that's something that you're more interested in, uh, I would certainly encourage you to look into it. the The farm bill includes a hell of a lot of stuff, <laughs> and it happens, I think, every four years. Uh, so. By all means, like check it out. It's uh, it has a lot to do with the way in which our food is produced in the United States, at least. So okay. go for it, um, and let us know what you think. As always, if we say something that's incorrect on this podcast, or if you'd like, to, which we never, which we do. never do, we're perfect. Uh, please let us know. There's all kinds of places you can get in touch with us, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, but. You know, please contact us. Um, I, I don't, I don't really know what to do about this. I don't, I, whatever. Silver lining. Well, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, if that last comment is true about the regenerative farming bullshit, 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 it would seem that in a relatively easy manner, we can just stop using neonicotinoids and (laughs) still be just as productive. So I don't know if there's some lobbying effort, kind of what you were alluding to with the farm bill or whatever, that like has way too much control over the ways in which we farm that prevents us from moving into a future that is better for the environment. Uh, but it would seem that there's at least like that we don't necessarily absolutely have to have these neonicotinoids to be effective farmers and laborers of the land. So that's the only silver lining that I can think of. I, I don't know what, what has to happen for us to get there, but that seems to be the case based on at least the studies cited in this article. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think that's pretty good. That's the way to go. 
we need to do more research into regenerative farming methods. <laughs> Whatever that is. Air quotes. Air quotes all around uh, that phrase. Very well studied here on Cynic Empowerment. <laughs> so you see, if you tap two forest cards, Tim, you, there's this ability called Regenerate for your creature cards. And if you regenerate... <laughs> Our viewers don't know how to regenerate works. I mean, hell, the Magic the Gathering players don't even know how to... I mean, if only Capercaillies could regenerate. Capercaillies! If Capercaillies could yep. regenerate, then maybe this next story wouldn't be a yeah, story. they're naturally resistant to being beaten to death with glass bottles. <laughs> <laughs> if your Capercaillie takes two damage, because it only has two defense... Yep. Uh, tap some forest cards and just regenerate that motherfucker. Yeah, and if you play uh, beat to death with bottles, then uh, it, it would probably deal two damage to it. You're probably gonna kill it. You're probably gonna kill that little Capricaly if you beat it to death with a bottle. Makes a lot of sense. So this next story, Absolutely. we have uh, a couple of German guys. Uh, a couple. Of Fucking Trump. Germans, man. We've been talking about Germans a lot lately. These guys are 20 and 22. These are probably the same assholes that made coffee in Venice. Yeah, exactly. So you're really racking it up, Germany. Get your shit together. Stop just causing havoc on an international scene. They were suspected of killing a Capricaili. Capricaili? Capricaili. Capricaili. Capricaili? It's an endangered bird in southern Germany. Uh, so we're going to try to describe to you the best. It looks fucking majestic. It does. It looks majestic as fuck. Okay. It, it has peacock feathers, kind of. Yes. It kind of. Up. But also... Yeah, it's kind of like a cross between kind of a turkey and a chicken. peacock as far as the tail feathers are concerned. Okay, turkey and peacock. Okay, I can, I can see that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. We, got the, we got the front side, which is multicolored. We have many different colors going on, which is pretty great. I like that. I like that. We had a little red eyebrow. It's nice. We got a little beard going on. It's also very much like a turkey. It's a very unusual looking bird. Not that that would give it any more value than I say. It other does. than the fact that you know, that's true. It is a it's aesthetically pleasing. It's a beautiful looking bird, but it is also very much in danger. And that's a good reason why you should leave it the fuck alone, drunk German people. Absolutely. God damn it. So you got a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old. They're drunk as skunks, and they are gunning for a fight. So what crosses their path other than a little cap of Kaylee? A little bit, a little bit. And it was talking shit. It was like, hey, fellas, I bet you guys have little sausage fingers. I bet you guys got little tiny fingers. You guys are ridiculous. I got awesome tail feathers. Look at me. And then they were like, hey, you want to kill that Capricaylee with this, with this bottle I have in my hand? And you know, of course the other guy's like, hell yeah, dude. It's majestic as fuck. I want to kill something beautiful. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. So it's like Fight Club. It's like I just want to destroy something beautiful. Yeah, it's too fucking blonde. Just like that. Um, uh, apologies to all our earbud listeners. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so what happened? <laughs> 
Uh, so these two drunk assholes uh, claimed that they defended themselves against this bird that's the size of a fucking chicken. And they defended themselves the only way they knew how with the glass bottles they had in their hands. So these two grown-ass men basically beat a chicken to death. They beat a glorified, endangered chicken to death with their glass bottles. And they felt good about themselves until another group of Germans noticed they were beating an endangered bird to death and went angry mob style and started chasing yeah. them. The angry crowd beat the suspected bird killers and poured beer over them before detaining the two until the police arrived. Classic German style. That is pretty great. That is some martial law for you. They just whipped it out. Seriously. They were like, oh, nothing is going to be done until we take them into custody ourselves. Seriously, that is Prevents yeah. From doing that, is evil. A, that is a citizen's arrest if I ever heard of one. Like I feel like, like not to shit on Americans, but I feel like some dude could kill like a fucking bald eagle, and Americans would just shrug. Like they wouldn't take these means to go and citizens arrest somebody for killing an endangered bird. Like I'm sorry, like Americans just don't care about the environment that That's much. True. It's just a fact of yeah. life. I mean, they'd get upset about it, but I don't think they'd go to the degree of, you know, actually exerting, no. like, physical energy to detain something exactly. until police arrived. They'd probably... Hey, they would just Snapchat yeah, it. Stop. Yeah, they'd record it. They'd record it on their goddamn yeah. cell phones. They'd be like, Alexa, record bird killer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, you got a silver lining for this one? I mean, the silver lining for this one's obvious that these brave uh, Germans, not the two assholes that beat a fucking glorified chicken to death, but these other uh, Germans, you know, stood their ground and uh, held these guys captive until the police came to uh, serve justice against these assholes for killing a fucking defenseless goddamn bird. That's right. Here, and I think that's great. Self-evident. I totally. And it, and they poured beer on top of them, which is just you know icing on the cake. And wasteful. No, nope. <laughs> not in this case. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, you want you want more beer? Here you go. You fucking. Here you go, you, you drunk skunk. Yeah. This is what you get. You guys are gonna spend the night in the drunk tank at least. If not longer, I don't know. You don't even know what they do with drunk people in, in Germany. Do they? Yeah. yeah, drunk tanks. What's that? Yeah, they said drunk. Drunk is a way of life over there. Yeah. That's true. You know that song's like, wake up, drink, get out of bed, drink, 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 walk drink, downstairs, drink, drink, kill a bird, drink, uh, eat a tooth yeah. with a bottle, drink, uh, uh, yeah. Uh. Uh, that's Germany, 24-7. Yep, I don't doubt that in the least. Oh, well, I think it's about that time, Jimmy. What are you sad about? Oh, my gosh. This is already a longer episode, but I have a story to tell. Oh, yeah. I, I have a story to tell. So I work downtown, as you all know, unfortunately, from listening to me on this fucking podcast for the last fucking forever. And uh, so walking downtown, I see some weird shit. And so the other day I was walking around. 
And, you know, there, there's always homeless people out and about, as we've talked about on this podcast many times. And many of the times, you know, homeless people talk crazy. They're just, you can't really tell whether they're talking to the people walking by them or if they're just talking to themselves. And this, uh, this past week, I was walking in this fucking, like, Grendel-like human being, homunculi person, like, uh, woman came out of a building and started like yelling at a random homeless person sitting on the street like hey hey it's illegal to ask for money it's illegal to ask for money in the street i'm going to call the police hey hey i'm going to call the police on you mister and i was like what the fuck am i fucking seeing right now and i look over and this woman her hair looks like fucking straw just like it's been dyed so many times that it doesn't have its own natural texture. It's just straw. And it's the color of, of Crayola macaroni yellow, <laughs> right? It's just this like disgusting human being. She's wearing jean skirt and she, you can tell she was l- related to the cult 45 grandma because she had calves of steel to hold up her disgusting <laughs> body. And I'm just, like, honestly, as this is happening, like, whenever you're in the moment of something, you, like, don't know what to do. I just, like, stopped walking. I'm usually in, like, fucking go mode. Like, don't make eye contact. No one will ask you for money. Just keep just keep running around the block till you make it back to your office building. But I just stop in the middle of the street to watch this. And this fucking disgusting human being just, like, randomly starts, like, apologizing to other people that are walking by for this homeless person like talking crazy and they're just looking at her like what the fuck are you apologizing for like this is just life like have you never been downtown before and she's just like i'm sorry i'm sorry i apologize for him and she's like pulling out her cell phone to call police and i yell at her i'm like he's fucking homeless like what are you calling the police for and she ignores me and she just like keeps doing her shit and i was so pissed i was ready to deck her in the face but I walked away, and after the fact, I realized, like, what I should have done is pulled out my goddamn cell phone and started publicly shaming her, being like, hey, look at this lady. This lady is calling the police on this dude for being homeless. Look how brave she is. Oh, my God. So I really don't know what the outcome was. I was too angry to stay in that position because I was getting really pissed, and I walked away. But, uh yeah, it made me really sad. It made me really upset that someone, like, I don't, like, I don't know what she was doing. Like, you could tell she was, like, really proud of herself. Like, she felt she was brave for, like, calling the police on, like, this dude that was obviously, like, not in sorts. Uh, and uh, it was just really confusing. And it's just, like, I, like, I don't, I can't, like, process, like, how she mentally got herself to the place of, like, calling the police right now is the right thing to do. And it's going to make the situation better. Like, it just, it just, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, some people get that kind of like hero mentality every once in a while, and a lot of times I feel like it's misplaced. And it's it's just weird because every time you see like these viral videos of like people like calling the police on like black people for having a picnic or whatever, it's like always like the same archetype. It's like the middle aged white woman Becky. Like I, I apologize now to if there's any Beckys listening to this. You're the good Becky. But, you know, it's just, like, this person that you just imagine being named Becky that's just, like, calling the police for, like, no goddamn reason over nothing. Uh, yeah, I I feel as though (laughs) 
Not, not as if every time somebody brings out a cell phone and starts to record you, you're automatically doing something wrong. But if you see an entire community of people doing that, you probably know that you're at least doing something that's novel. And if it's not something that is obviously good, <laughs> like if you have any doubt in your mind that they're recording that for any reason other than the fact that it's just the greatest thing they've ever seen, <laughs> then you should probably have a little yeah. bit of self-doubt. <laughs> about what's going on. Um, geez. Ah, I, I want to feel compassion for everyone involved, uh, that, that lady included, uh, but it's just, it's nope. hard. It's hard. Hard pass. Yeah. I have no compassion for it. Yeah, it's pretty shitty, man. I only feel bad that I wasn't, like, like I've, I've just, like, like, I've been downtown for so long and I haven't seen that that I wasn't mentally prepared to see, like, a middle-class white lady start calling the police on a homeless person because there's so many fucking homeless people downtown. Like, you would have to spend your entire day just calling the police on homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, download the app. It makes it much easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see a homeless person? Report a homeless That's person. That's right. You see a tent? Report a tent. That's right. You don't want anybody yeah. going without sanitation. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, man, that's enough about me. Why are you sad? Uh, I'm sad. Um, so my mom had to go under today. Uh, go under? Yeah, she had to. She had to. Uh, she had to get a stint put in. Oh yeah. Damn. So I don't know. And like it, it went well, but it, it's just a constant reminder that there are so many things in life that are are. You know, are fragile, and uh, even a like a clogged artery could could mean uh, a, a a quick and succinct end to a lot of people that we know and love. So, uh, yeah. heart disease is a, a a very prominent and prolific killer within our society, and uh, you know, just don't 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 take uh, your loved ones for granted. Um, I, I was I was feeling. You know, pretty nervous. I, I know it's it was a fairly low percentage chance that something was going to go wrong with a, a, a procedure like this, but you, you still right. feel kind of, you know, you're, you're still worried that there there could be something that goes wrong, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of y'all have been there. Um, so yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily sad. I think it's probably more the opposite. Like I'm I'm happy that she was she's got out of it, uh, uh, relatively unscathed, you know, she, she's, um, she's doing all right. Um, but the fact that she had to have it done and despite the fact that she's been like eating really well and like exercising and stuff for the past year, year or two, like, I don't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so right. it's just like, it's just a bad spot of luck, I guess. Seriously. Uh, so, yeah. You know, if that's that's life, I guess. You know, we'll, we'll get there one day, if if y'all aren't if y'all aren't there already. Which, Absolutely. If that, that blows, and I feel for you. Hell yeah! Uh, to get to some listener responses before we let you all know where you can find us um, on our Man Killer Wave episode, where we talked about the Germans that made uh, coffee on the historic bridge. Uh, the, and we talked about tents. One of our uh, most dedicated listeners, Sarah, 
had some fun stuff to share with us. So here we go. This is from listener Sarah. Fun fact, Thailand has special tourist police. If you bother the Thai police, they can fine you crazy amounts. I had a friend lose his wallet, they, and they went to the Thai police who didn't help and fined him $100 for wasting their time. <laughs> so I found that great. It's like, hey, police, can you help me? It's like, no, I can't fucking help you, and you're wasting my goddamn time. You Now you owe me money. Yeah, well... That would make sense in a capitalist market, right? Like you have your police, that are public servants, but if you're bothering with this asinine shit, you're not the one that's paying them, then they might as well just be like, "Well, I mean, you bothered me, and that's not my job, so oh, here's extra money, yeah." <laughs> Baby, oh, pocket, y'all, it's so great. Uh, other comment we got from Sarah is. I'm very scared of tents. I have nightmares of them chasing me down dark quarters. <laughs> but where the tents, they, they'll they steal your eyes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is a Coraline reference and a half. I love that. Oh, oh wait. Is it? What? Stealing your eyes? I, I haven't seen Coraline. God damn what it. What the I'm fuck? Go, go. Go listen yourself up some, some Neil Gaiman goodness, man. Wait. Neil Gaiman? That, wait. Did Neil Gaiman write Coraline? I know who Neil Gaiman is. I know what Coraline is. Are they related? Yes. Just wanted to double check myself. That's what the book was written by. Oh, there was a book written by Neil Gaiman called Coraline. It was made into a movie. Yeah, it was published in 2002. Yeah. Damn, I like Neil Gaiman. I didn't know that. Now I feel upset. And uh, we have seven years later, we have the stop motion film, which is directed by Henry Selleck. Bullshit. I'm a no-nut. And they steal their fucking eyes. Don't let your eyes get stolen, yo. Well, I already have to wear glasses, so I already feel like my eyes are stolen. But <laughs> Yeah, me too. Anyway, if you guys are interested in getting in talk... <laughs> if you guys are interested in, in getting in contact with us, like our good listener Sarah, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. Or you can like us and or message us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment. Or you can tweet at us on Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. Uh, if you like the show and you have uh, some other uh, fellow cynically minded friends, tell them about it. Let them know about it. Word of mouth is how we are spread because we are fucking poor. <laughs> yeah, we, we sure as hell aren't going to advertise to you directly. <laughs> That's just how it is. Uh, Yeah, and until the time in which we can monetize this, we're just doing this for fun, y'all. We love you so much. You guys are fucking great. And I'm glad that you guys are taking the time to listen. It's pretty pretty awesome. Hell yeah. We're just some fucking jack-offs with some microphones. So the fact that you enjoy listening to us means you're cool as shit in our book. Here, here. I totally agree with that sentiment. So, uh, until next time, I hope that uh, you can keep your head up, and we will catch you uh, next time. Aw, hell yeah. We will catch you next time, and yep. (laughs) Yep. Hey. What's up, Jimmy? 
My penis. Your penis is up? No, it's not. How far up is it? It's up my butt. <laughs> that's, that's a talent that most yeah. people just had. Today on Sesame Street, the letter is U, which is the same shape as my penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's quite a trick. <laughs> maybe he's born of it. Maybe it's Maybelline. It's <laughs> pretty good, Jimmy. Thanks. <laughs> Well, that's all the funny. That's all the you funny. Don't script this shit, man. <laughs> that's all the funny stuff I'm gonna say. And once we actually start recording, it's all downhill. God damn it, Jimmy! Why didn't you save it? That was that was gold. <laughs> uh, maybe I can work it in there somehow.